emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of Class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Welcome to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I am your host, Dustin P. And Genius McGee. And on this episode, we dive right into Mayhem Central. Rewinding the Burge. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know you guys checked out our anticipation episode that dropped this morning on Boom Howdy. What's up, Lance? Boom. <laughs> Boom Lance Howdy. from Uruguay. <laughs> So we're actually going to be recovering or covering The Purge yeah. that's on USA Now for a special 10-episode kind of um, abbreviated season, maybe, or event, you would yeah, say? Yeah, mini, mini season. I mean, theoretically, that's as big as a season. Some seasons, that's true. like fucking Badlands, only got six episodes their first season. That is very true. So I guess true. maxi season? Yeah. So I would be happy to see if this thing extends on past just the ten episodes that we've got on yeah. the docket. Yeah. But with that being said, we do dive directly into spoilers with all of our reviews. So spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Mm-hmm. You have been warned. Genius, what was your take on USA's The Purge? I dug it. I got a couple of beefs here and there. What? You've got beef? Right? <laughs> you think I'm not ready on purge night? Right? But uh, <laughs> I got some beefs here and there. But overall, I thought it was a good serviceable intro. You know? It, it kind of got me wanting more to see where this story goes. And I think that's overall what the whole thing Yeah, the pilot's is. supposed to do that. Right? And so kudos to that. It, it did what it's supposed to do. So, like I said, we're not without my... my issues but yo grievances right right but you know the, for a first episode and like i guess i've been hyped so yeah it, it's kind of hard to to take an intellectual property like the purge yeah that made so many strong movies or so many mo- all right so many movies that we liked mm-hmm. and then turn it into a tv series where you're like you already you're already anticipating so much right and then when they bring it to the small screen you're like Oh, I just want to keep up with Frank Grillo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for Frank Grillo to pop up at any moment. And I was like, and Frank Grillo, you know? And I was like, ah, but you know what? This is only episode one. That's so true. So we still have, who, who knows what's going on with the purge. But like, yeah, no, no matter what, here's the thing with height too. No matter what you got in your head, it's never going to be as good as what you see. That's true. That's you know absolutely what I'm saying? True. It's yeah. never going to be as good yep. as what you see as what's playing in your own head. So trying to put that aside from what I wanted from the purge instead of what we got, overall I was I was I was pleased. But like it was like I said, there was a couple of beasts here and there, but we'll go in there and as as the story progresses. Yep. So for the sake of our listeners, we do dive into spoilers. And oh, you've already place. been warned. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah. it's going to be kind of hard to cover a show like this without giving up spoilers, just the way that they had this set up. Right. So very similar to what Genius and I do with some of our other recap shows where we break it down in like segmented form. Mm-hmm. This really focused on four <coughs> different aspects of The Purge. 
It focused on a couple of affluent individuals who were trying to get benefactors for a business that they had at a dinner party. The dinner party massacre, hopefully. We had a, I would say, corporate America, maybe maybe private company. Uh We had a work party where somebody had to close this gigantic deal on purge night. Yeah, at Um, an office building. And then we had um, the, the guys who went looking for his sister. Yep. And then on the other side, we have his sister and his sisters of mercy. Yes. So, so which <laughs> which would you rather start with, Genius? Because that's a lot to bite in. Right. Um. Well, let's we can add the Sisters of Mercy and the Brethren together for, at one point in time. So let's talk about the dinner party. Okay. The dinner party. What Genius is referring to is that we see two of our main characters at the beginning of the story, mm-hmm. and they are essentially trying to be. Uh, they're trying to garner money for what they say is building shelters for the poor. To save the world. Right, right. right. They're idealistic youngsters, and, and they made a deal with the devil. And apparently they like threesomes. Yeah. Okay, so that's the thing. That's one That's one of my beefs. It, it was a weird placement at first because they're all sitting there happy, like, hey, what's going on? And then, well, they, they like, flashback into, mm-hmm. like, awkward sex, and then they come back, and they have this look of, like, Oh, on her on their face, you know, <laughs> and like at the same time, every time they did it, I mean, I understand that's going to be because like we find out that they're going to that chick's house, yeah, to party, yeah, like her mom and dad's, yeah, and that's got to be awkward, aw- right? It's got to be weird. I mean, because parties like that, fucking like if you ever try to go to like a fancy person's party, you know what I'm saying? You got to dress up and shit. <laughs> you and I have never been invited to a fancy person's party, right. but when I go, if, like every time that I get like I'll I'll have to go to like I'll have to dress up in a suit or something, and like go up and like ooh, like ooh. oh you mean for court yeah, well besides court <laughs> <laughs> but like so like ooh, horse doovers right now since then they're eating mm, pate mm-hmm. but it's always awkward because i'm like hello and what do you do and i'm like oh, i'm talking to a microphone <laughs> <laughs> well what about fucking zombies and like martial arts and purge you know it's like <laughs> okay like well what do you do i'm a banker I'm an investment banker. Like, cool, cool, cool. So those things are always awkward. As for, and then you see like fucking this chick. That, and it obviously went south. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how that that whole relationship, <laughs> that dynamic did end up going south. Right. Because at the beginning of the story, we see the, the husband and wife, you know, all into it. Everything's hunky-dory. Uh-huh. And the wife keeps reminding the guy, you know, oh, no, she's in Africa. She's, she's far away. But... Even before that, they're crazy as shit. And they're full of shit, too, because they're always, like, talking about, well, we're going to help the Persian stuff. And then they, like, they lock down their doors. Yep. And you know they got <laughs> they got money. And fucking, they're like, well, we're trying to, like, give money and stuff. And everybody's like, hey. And they're like, hey, we should purge them, those fuckers, next year. And it's like. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. The next door neighbor. You know, the the guy. Stephen even, Colbert? Yeah the, yeah. the Stephen Colbert character. Right. The, the, the husband asks the wife at some point. He goes, do you ever regret not purging? Because that dude's dog shits on our yard all right? the time. Right. So that apparently is a murderable offense. I mean, I got people that in my neighborhood let their dogs out and they shit all over my yard. Right. I mean, do we need to go into a poo purge? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of murder, you can like throw shit at people legally for like 12 hours. Well, I mean, you can always go to the zoo and taunt a monkey and <laughs> have it done for free. <laughs> So, but yeah, I mean, it's. It, I thought it was interesting with that little dynamic that all of a sudden it's just like you know this this 
like neighborly grievance that could be handled with just a conversation. You know, hey, Steve, keep your fucking Cocker Spaniel off my yard. Your goddamn dog in your yard. <laughs> I'm going to shoot him in the ass with a BB gun next time <laughs> Fluffy comes over. <laughs> so, but now all of a sudden it's just, just capital crime. Right. You know? Well, I mean, it, it, everybody's got a limit somewhere, dude. <laughs> I, I guess if you're getting poo on your Nikes while Fucking you're out there cutting the grass, I mean. Off with their head. Uh, Not the dog, though. Leave the dog alone. Yeah, exactly. The Media alone. Rewind does not condone harming animals in any way, no. form or fashion. No. But anyway, so they're at that party, and then, like, I'm just going to come on. and it say It gets super awkward. Yeah, but I ain't even mad. Oh, no. I ain't even mad, because, like, fucking rich girl's a treat. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I mean, w- would you really, like, celebrate a threesome with, <laughs> like, well, like know- the hunchback of Notre Dame? Right. Well, I mean, if the opportunity rises, I mean, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> the bells. But uh, no, <clears throat> I don't know, man. Whatever it is, they weren't happy. I know I couldn't do a threesome myself because I don't want to disappoint fucking two more people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> but I, I, just like you, man, I'm 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 very curious to see how this this relationship or this little meetup went wrong. But the, yeah, but and not the, for like the skeezy part of it. Right? I mean, there's a just, backstory to there's, it that's there's, that's going to be driving the story. It's going to come in a season, right? I want to know what fucking happened with them, but also the fact that they're in like the fucking lion's den. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're in the new founding father, and even fucking. But the, the the wife they put down the fucking uh, America banners as they're bringing the the door lockdown doors on it and that's like fucking symbolism right there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? With a horse and an eagle and mm-hmm. the flags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I thought it was interesting too. You know, they lock everybody in and all of a sudden it's America. Right. You know, I'm just surprised they didn't have like little like streamers and everything else. Right. But the other part of the dinner party that really skeezed me out is yes! that there, there's a section where the the wife. You know, tells them, oh, you know, our maids are going to be passing all these masks. You know, it's, it's kind of like a masquerade. Mm-hmm. And but all of the masks, there's some of them that are like Mardi Gras masks. Mm-hmm. And then there's other ones that are serial killer masks. Right. Like fucking from all time periods and shit. Yeah, like and- fucking Berkowitz. Fucking Dahmer was there. Fucking Lizzie Borden was up in there. It's like, holy shit. And, and they even alluded to it in their little statement. You know, take a mask or... Uh, our maids will explain to you who you got and mm-hmm. you know why you're putting these on and wh- what the significance is. And then they, they almost celebrate these serial killers as trailblazers for purging before the purge was legal. That's what they that's the and exact that was line. She goes, creepy as hell. Right? She goes, hey, these are these are pioneers that have been doing this shit before we they could. And I'm like, God damn, you are crazy as Fuck. Nuttier than squirrel shit. Yes, and the fact that they're the ones that control everything. Yes. You know? Yeah, it's and exactly, like, and they alluded to that as well, which mm-hmm. I, I thought was an interesting little jab with, you know, social commentary on how all of the political process works. You know, she makes mention to, uh, you know, how they are the new founding fathers association and they're trying to get all this money garnered up, and then the husband says, you know, we put a person in the White House and we want to keep them there. Yeah. You know, so your money goes uh, to, to lobby for these people to give us purge and to keep purge going. Right. So like, not, not only can we kill people, but we get tax breaks, too. Yeah. It's- <laughs> and it's like, that's <laughs> fucked up. That's fucked up. Can like, I deduct Steve's head on my next taxes? Right. Apparently so. Like, well, okay, let's see. So bereavement insurance for the purge night. Do they get all kinds? Of I guess tax they get write-offs. to write off the axes like Fuck, entertainment yeah, expense. Yeah, exactly. hey, you never know, man. Absolutely, that's bullshit. So the dinner party, <laughs> the dinner party actually really skeezed me out. It did take a weird turn, but like, I hope that the not only does 
do I want to see where the uh, interplay with the threesome goes? Like, once again, not to be skeeved. But I also want to see what happens with the maid. Because, like, the, the the wife and the maid, like, they had the weird connection. And even when, like, she was passing out the, like, the masks, she was, like, very robotic. She's like, they, the son of Sam Killer, blah, 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 right? And it's just like, okay, all right. So I hope something comes along of that. Because, like, to be in a lion's den solo like that, it's scary as shit. Well, and if you notice that almost 99% of that entire group was white. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of what we talked about on our primer episode with, you know, old, old, white, money. old white money. Yeah. You know, so. Exactly. I mean, I did think it was interesting that, you know, th- that the the wife was yelling at the, the Latina uh, housemaid. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much all of the, the, the staff was, you know, people of color. So, yeah. you know, it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting little take on how, you know, servants and everything is still being seen, you know so far into the future yeah so I, I hope it plays out more to that too i do too i hope the maid uh, there there was a little bit of an argument between the two i wouldn't even say an argument because the maid was just getting yelled at yeah she was just being berated yeah. right in front of it well not in front of everybody but like yeah like what the fuck is wrong with you and shit so like yeah i don't know i think i hope <laughs> maybe the rules of the purge get broken maybe i you know what they, they're gonna do some crazy shit yeah absolutely you know they're gonna do some crazy shit absolutely so with the dinner party is there anything else that you wanted to touch on no i'm interested in it i, I am too i the husband kind of skeeves me out though in general yeah he's he's a, creepy he's a little weird like yeah. he's a little off-putting for me yeah, as well i don't know what it is it's so, like uh I, I'm not. I'm not too it. sure on that. Um, <laughs> Let's make up my bets now. I hope this guy gets it. I hope that guy gets it. I hope this guy gets it. So, <laughs> so next we go ahead and go on to the work party where mm-hmm. this this woman is trying to seal this gigantic deal. Um, we find out William Baldwin is her boss. This was probably my favorite little segment of the whole all of all of them. Yeah, it it was it was mine as well, just because I think they set this one up a little bit less convoluted than the others. Yeah, um, but there was a good twist. Yeah, there it really was. So. Genius, what would you like to talk about with the work party? I did like the fact that, like, all of a sudden, a Baldwin out of nowhere, like, surprise Baldwin. (laughs) Like, hey, I'm watching, because that's not creepy as shit at all. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm. Now, I might allow Alec to do it, just because he's funny, (laughs) but any of the other Baldwin brothers ever, like, you know, zap through my PlayStation and start looking at me, it's going to be creepy as shit. Hey, what you doing? I see, GTA. I see you're playing Grand Theft Auto. Can, Can I? I join in? Here's my gamer tag. Add me as a friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> block. Right. <laughs> I get a block of Baldwin. Hashtag block of Baldwin. This is an interesting one. I think it's interesting because we don't know. One, I love the twist, and I'll get there when, when we get there. But um, I don't know what to think of this character. Is she, is the main character? Is she good? Is she bad? Because she, we know she's taking care of her mom in the hospital. Right. We know she's in a situation which would suck. We're having to work on purge night and not be like hunkered down or participating. Right. Whatever your flavor is, but so you know she's in a dire situation. But then you throw in this like whole weird like espionage aspect of it like who is she working for and and what but i think the thing that sold me on this one i don't know what it was was i I was digging in the story but i just almost had to crack up when they come back from commercial and this guy is uh sharpening his machete Uh and she's coming down like oh shit what's going on because like they're like we can't guarantee your safety once you leave these doors we'll let you back in but you're fucked if you're fucked right and so he goes don't worry this ain't for you you're good yeah, you it's know? like some disgruntled employee from maintenance is just down there sharpening a machete. Right. And Jane is the character that, that you know, the, the name escaped me earlier. 
But Jane is walking down this corridor, and we find out later why. Mm-hmm. But she's walking down this corridor, and Steve from maintenance just goes, right? "Don't worry, it's not for it's you. It's good. It's good. You're fine." It- <laughs> That's one thing. That's I, why you should say hi to everybody that you work with in corporate America. Always be cool. Always because be if the cool purge does happen, right? That that person you pissed off at the copy machine is gonna shank your ass in the bathroom. Speaking of people getting pissed off and stuff, and I'm and I'm, we're gonna go into conjectureville with with my my next thing because it kind of ties into it. I like the fact that there is some tension already between uh, the underlings. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it just progressed as like they got closer to the purge. You could see people sweating and getting hot in there. I don't know what's gonna go on, but I hope it's kind of like a mayhem esque. Like they turn on each other. Yeah, with it without the, uh, without, the- <laughs> without the T virus or whatever that was in that movie Mayhem with with Glenn from Walking Dead with Stephen Young. Yeah, I hope they go at it like that. That's what my conjecture is like. No, I want to be the VP, and they just fucking tear each other up because, like, she snapped the shit out of the girl and, like, like, hey, I brought you some tea, and me and Steve are wondering. No, it's not gonna... the time to talk about your promotion. Yeah, I was just gonna see if you wanted a brownie, but uh, fuck you, you know. <laughs> she just walks away, right? God damn. And you can see that the pressure that it's getting to Jane, and I mean, yeah, the, you know what's so. what's what's very weird about that is I used to work in corporate America. And that is exactly how shit goes down in corporate America. You have a lot of backstabbing. You have a lot of people, you know, trying to play chess, Mm -hmm. but they're not really good at it. So they're really transparent when they do it. They're trying to play chess, but they wind up like fucking up checkers. Yeah, exactly. Flying kings. They they break the head off a pawn or some shit. Yeah, but it's it's oddly appropriate the way that they kind of showcase corporate America. How the how it's this you know everybody will eat their young to get ahead. Right. And I did think it was super interesting. The backstory with Jane and her mother, while they're in the uh, the hospital, Jane's talking to her mom, and her mom makes mention, you know, if you would have played the game better, mm-hmm. which I thought was an interesting an interesting commentary on, you know, the glass ceiling and females in the workplace, because if she would have been able to, you know, advance a little bit further in her career, she wouldn't have to work on Purge Night. Right. You know, as, as her male counterpart is not, because apparently, you know, he's off doing whatever he's doing wherever he's doing it Mm -hmm. but he's just comfortable he's just relaxing that's a hella that's a hella like uh mom dig you know like saying if you do it and pledge game you know it's like it is at the same time and like but it's just it's just so like kind of it is kind of fucked up that, that you have to work on purge night it is I mean, like, and the fact of the matter is, you know, there's probably tons of people out there who have to work on Purge Night and they don't have the luxury of being safe and secure. Yep. Because, like, even she was telling her mom, she goes, there's no other safer place. They got security and I'm good. Later on, we know that she's fucking wheeling and dealing. Right. We don't, we don't know what yet, but because even in the situation where she wasn't winning the dealing having to work on that night is terrifying but in her defense they do have armed security yeah and and the security even says you know you you've signed a waiver to you know don't you're you're no activities in the purge you're not allowed to purge you're not about allowed to be part of it Mm -hmm. you're here to work you're only secure here on the 38th floor you know, we cannot, you know, safeguard you in any other way. Yeah. And then she leaves. She yeah. She goes down to where she runs into Steve for maintenance. Mm-hmm. But l- let's just talk about for just a quick second, you know, because we're kind of geeks when it comes to, like, you know, camera setups and right. how everything goes. I thought it was really cool the way that they kind of shifted the camera yeah. to kind of show that something was definitely askew with Jane's character. Mm-hmm. They, they took <clears> the camera and put it up on the wall. 
a sideways shot, and then as she passed, pulled it back down again, as which I it, thought was really cool. It, it amped up the tension. It was like storytelling without words. Yep. It really was, was. There was some really effective shots in this. Yeah, it's just to let you know that something is askew. We mm-hmm. don't know what yet. Right. But we find out that Jane goes actually to one of the security doors, and she lets in this mysterious person that she paid for some type of service. Oh, who knows? Maybe wonder- she's going to kill her boss. Maybe she wants to be number one. This is how the glass ceiling gets broken. With his face. Right? I think she's going to try and cyber hack. All okay. crime is legal. Yeah, that's very true. Ain't nothing else she can do. You know, say, hey, I'm not killing anybody. You know? So they, there's no weapons at the door. I mean, all kinds of shit. I still want a chaos where they're like yeah, me too. each other with staplers and shit. You know? But like, other than that, I, this, this is the one that I'm most interested in seeing. You know what I'm saying? And another thing that, that, that they kind of showed off in this one, especially when we were talking about this, like the people who have to work on that, the business owners and stuff. You know what yep. I'm saying? How everybody kind of did their own thing. In the, you had people selling purge masks. You had other people locking up everything. You had people getting ready and gearing up. It's super fucking interesting. And I, I, this segment, I'm probably the most vested in right now. Out of all out I'm, of the I'm with you on that one, too. And, yeah. and just like you said, I mean, it, it does kind of harken back to Mayhem. Uh, Joe Lynch's film, and I mean, I don't think you're going to see an outbreak of like ID Seven no, or anything, no, but, no, I, no, but I do like, think you could see some uh, some office chaos. Yeah, you could definitely see some contractual stuff being broken with I, that purge contract. I want to see office chaos. I do too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it's going to happen between the two underlings. Mm-hmm. I think something's going to kind of trigger everything to where all the contracts are null and void. Yeah, and then of course we don't know exactly who Jane had hired and and what her purpose is in this. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, that, that's going to be cool to see how that all plays out. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping it comes up, and I'm hoping that that one pans out to a lot more twists and turns. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's got a lot more legs. I think than, so than what just a regular little snippet story. Mm-hmm. And then we finally come to Miguel and Penelope. Mm-hmm. Was that her name, Penelope? I believe I think it was. So. Yeah, yeah, because they called her Penny. Okay, yeah. so Miguel and, and Penelope is you know Miguel is a you know a, a former soldier who comes back and he's trying to find his sister. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out in their story arc that their parents were actually purged. They were, they were killed long ago. Mm-hmm. And his sister apparently was in a, a health clinic for some reason. And then a she rehab. Gets, yeah, like a rehab. And then she gets like swept off by like the, the Sisters of Charity. Right? You know, some kind of weird cult. Okay, so that's the thing that I was... I was okay, how'd she get there in the first place? Because he went on this mission... First off, so he's the nice soldier because he helped that kid out and yeah. like all that. So kinda, yeah, that was yeah. Cool. He was a nice marine. He kind of told him about you know holding hands and mm-hmm. and just kind of put him at ease. And then a little bit of social commentary with like saying rehabs ain't and halfway houses aren't considered like uh, yep. aren't considered hospitals. So we're kind of fucked. So we we kind of have to hold on our own, right? So that was kind of like, man, that's fucked up too. You know, I mean, there's a lot of fucked up things about the purge in general, but like when it puts in your face like that, I mean, of course, and that's what the purge is about. But then he goes off and he's going looking for. Her. So he finds that dude, beats the shit out of him, and throws right? him in the trunk, and throws him in the trunk, right? And then where did the Henry? Did was that Henry the one? That's no, that wasn't even Henry. No, it wasn't even Henry. I, I think he was he was trying to find Henry as a piece to the puzzle to where his sister mm-hmm. was. You know, maybe a maybe an ex boyfriend or maybe a boyfriend, something like that. So is Henry going to come back into play, or is that going to be like a loose end or a MacGuffin? Because like 
at this point, I don't care. Yeah, neither do I. I mean, I think he's already set out on his mission to find his sister, and I think, no. I think with the help of the the girl that they had kidnapped, mm-hmm. pre-purge kidnapping, right? What we called in in our primer episode, you know, we want to see a little bit more than just the a murder. Primer, and, yeah, because they're like you know, this, stuff like that. This girl's the the dessert. she's the dessert, and and that, was, and that was really creepy. That yeah, was really was. skeezy as yeah, well. Yeah, it was. I mean, that made me like. Like shifting my chair a little bit, I'm like, Ew. the depravity of human is the worst and shit, yeah. man. But so, like, I'm glad he rescued her. So he he's like our surrogate Frank Grillo. Yep. <laughs> we'll call so, him Grillo Light. Right. He's grillissimo. <laughs> but uh, no. But so um, I don't know. It just seems if Henry doesn't show up. Right at some point in time, one I'm not gonna say that's lazy, and it's but it's kind of Deus ex machina that the girl that was kidnapped was like, "Hey, I know where they're taking her," you know. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, "All right, let's move the story along." Cool. I'm I'm just suspension of disbelief. It's fucking the purge, yeah. right? So I mean, I mean, this is this is a dystopian, you know, future. Yeah. So that's one of my beefs. But my other beef with him is why the fuck did he stop at that stop sign? I, I just thought it was interesting. Why I, the- I really did. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was hugely telling on his character that during the purge, he stops at a stop sign and obeys a traffic law. See, I didn't think that was telling. I'm like, why the fuck are you stopping? I don't know if it like just because I was like like finished playing GTA before no, that because but... Marines Marines are based on honor, loyalty, you know, and, and those type of things. They they follow the rules. I will give you that. I will one hundred percent give you that. I think it's just so much routine mm-hmm. and and so much of his being and his fiber that when. Or it could just be reflex. Yeah. I mean, he's been... They, they even said he's been gone so long. True. You know, he was over in a wartime scenario that when he comes back, he's just like, I, I don't even know how to function with you know during a purge because I've been forced to do horrible things at all times. Yeah, so in, in the is, sake of, you know, defense. So, like, some sort of normalcy. Right. Okay. Yeah, it just, it just okay. gives him some, some okay. type of bearing to kind of, you know, point him grasp. true north. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I yeah I'll, okay I'll give you that because I I even heard you I even heard you audibly go ah, right when he stopped right. at the stop sign I'm like nah dude they they played it in there for a reason so. all right all right all right I'll get okay see so I'm glad we t- I'm glad we talked that out. yeah exactly <laughs> I, I bet you there's some listeners going like, no okay. dumbass all right all right oh, <laughs> you guys man. are wrong right no that was bullshit dude no okay I'll give you that one I'll give you that one and then as as we're going through you know you see a couple people because he does have a night vision goggle system on we we see some people like holding loved ones that have been killed or injured or whatnot and so okay that was an interesting and clever way to cover up um horrific shit yes yes and i know where you're going with it i know where you're going with it so mm-hmm. go ahead because this is this was actually my favorite part of the show so far but don't i don't want them to do it again yeah you know one and done okay cool because you don't in today's climate you don't want to see a person really being drugged by a, a, a exactly a, a pickup truck exactly okay and you don't want to see in your face and probably you can't show that on basic yeah i think cable. i think the censors would have had an issue with right with the way that the show did that but they they did they did the gravity of the situation justice right by making it in in sort of an alternative view in, in regards to like night vision like this isn't real but right. it is yeah yeah i but, mean the, the the topic is real but the the actual showcase of it is is um Almost a caricature of what would normally happen. But they should not do it again. Yeah. I mean, and that was one of those things where I, I think we've seen 
there there are times in movies and TV shows where you know there's violence just for violence sake right. to try to turn people off from things. And I mean, I think that was one of the things that you and I had a problem with The Walking Dead during the the Glenn and Abraham death sequence. Sorry, spoilers. Right. But, <laughs> it's three seasons ago. But, you know, it, that's one of those things where, I mean, I didn't need to see that. Right. And I mean, I don't think a lot of the viewers did. That's the reason why AMC lost a lot of people. But also at the same time, one, sometimes I want to see it. Right. It's like I... I want this is one of my beefs. I wanted to see more purge activities. Now, I'm sure we're gonna go see so much more room for activities. Purge activities. Right? No, but like so I want to see more purging, and I understand this is the very first episode and the purge just started. Literally just started. Just started. I mean, because it gave us quite a bit of buildup. I mean, it gave us almost I think it was like 90, 95 minutes of buildup before the, the this purge was, al- was kicked off. This was almost in real time. Yeah. Basically. Yep. I mean, this is almost a real time episode because like 10 minutes will purge. Oh, we learned only 10 minutes left in the episode, right? So, so it was like that. But at the same time, they did one, a good job with the, the deaths that they did do covering them up. But I want to see more carnage. Okay. You know, so let's just go ahead and bit jump bit. jump onto the the big I, I guess you would say carnage not carnage part with the sisters of charity. That we, yeah, we find out that Miguel's sister Penelope has entered into this this almost cult like mm-hmm. uh, agreement where they give themselves up to cleanse other people of their anger. Right. They, they essentially just give themselves up to be murdered. Basically, they drink the Kool Aid one cup right. at a time. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> first of all. I was like, this is some weird cult shit. But you know what? It makes sense. It really does. It it totally makes sense in the world of The Purge. I didn't even, that was something I didn't even think about. You know, there's, of course, there's going to be doomsday cults. Of course, there's going to be murder cults. Of course, there's going to be all this kind of crazy shit. And so to see that, I was like, okay, cool. This is awesome. I want to see where this goes. I want to see their philosophy. I want to see what they talk about and like why. You yeah, know? and, and we, we alluded to it in the primary. We want to see more than just murder and brutality. Yeah. We want to see how people can be swayed to yeah. to kind of change their whole life around. And, and, I mean, we're seeing it now. So, I mean, this is nice to expand on this whole, you know, this whole mythos of the purge and how this came about and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm with you, man. I, I want to see more of this, this cult-like activity mm-hmm. because we see that these young people have been uh brainwashed or convinced that they're giving themselves up i don't know i don't know if it's like force feeding gruel and like bad sleeping conditions type of brainwashing or if it's like hey you're lonely and vulnerable let's pray upon you right you know because the head priestess for lack of a better term the head priestess is that fiona dorf i'm trying to remember but She's scary. She's she's. she's scary. I mean, just in her looks, you can tell that she's very manipulative. And the whole sequence, the whole the whole like rituals that they do, the color right. palette of the Sisters of Mercy, how it's kind of drab blue. It's it's they bizarre. get on a blue bus and all the windows are blueed out, and they're all like surreally unha- They're surreally happy. <laughs> yeah. Like hey, I don't hi. care, purge or not. Creepy. Those people are going to get it. Fucking creepy. I mean, I love being happy. I'm a happy dude. You're a jovial guy. Mm-hmm. But I don't walk around with a shit-eating grin on my face no. all the time. That's just weird. That's like human sharks. <laughs> it's like, hey, <laughs> hi. You know? Just here to eat some food. Hey. How you doing? Sharks. <laughs> but, uh, no. But I think one of my favorite scenes, like, one of my favorite segments was the office one. But one of my favorite scenes from this episode came from... As I complain that I want to see guts and gore, is 
like the one that we see relatively no guts and gore it's all shadow and uh, theater of the mind was when they let off the first stop of the happy bus yeah right <laughs> and he goes yay i'm gonna cleanse it then the look the change on his face yeah, to like when he when he realized it was real yeah yeah, when he goes, it, it was no longer just, hey, I'm going to give myself up to the beyond. I'm being good. No, you're going to be murdered horribly. For no good reason. Right. For these for these people to cleanse their soul. And then they're going to cleanse their soul again with Annie who sat behind you on the bus. Right. With these fucking yokels. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't If I was going to get cleansed, I wouldn't want to get cleansed by yokels. Fuck all that. Okay, we'll sell you to somebody affluent. We right? Won't, we won't send you from, you know, Geech down the street. Right? Like, like I right, can I hike this guy up right now? If I was on the happy bus, I'd be like, hey, man, how far are we going? Are we going to the rich part of town? Because I'll go last. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll go last. But, like, that was really cool shots of them. One, it... It, the costume designing because some of these things are scary as shit yeah those little those those uh those fucking yokels with the with the baby doll masks were scary well and then scary the other one too is when miguel walks in and he, and he sees the girl that's being you know kidnapped and whatnot for the dessert yeah the guy has a mask that says want a hug and i'm just like whoa dude back off i'm not sure but i think that was an easter egg from anarchy yeah I, I can see it, man. There's a, there's a lot. I of I think there's a lot of the Easter eggs cool. going on. Yeah, I think I think that's a good, that's good. But no, that that shadow scene of them just hacking and slashing, and then the sound design was really well done. Yeah, and we didn't see any blood splatter. No. We didn't see it, but I mean, just but like you, you said, it was theater of the mind. And you saw the horror on their face because those they those frowns got turned upside down. Those <laughs> smiles, they just went. Wah, wah. Ah, I'm interested to see where the cult goes. Yeah, and I think we're going to have a lot more cult because we've got a lot more Miguel coming up. Yeah. You know, he still hasn't found his sister. Now, my only question with the cult, is this like a butcher bus where they just kind of drive around and drop people off I at random so. points during I the purge? Th- I think so. I think I think they're like, hey, we're going to have one of our representatives on 3rd and Main. On, uh, Dude, I've had PM. some pretty shitty bus rides in my life, but man, you talk about one that takes the cake. Right? Most kind of makes me worry about getting on the streetcar again. I, I was half <laughs> waiting for him... <laughs> <laughs> right, I love the streetcar. Like, uh oh. Essentially, the Kansas City streetcar purge night becomes a meat trolley. <laughs> the fucking midnight meat train. Like, <laughs> no, I was expecting halfway for, for like for it to be like okay, the bus to like kind of drive off or him like run back towards the bus. Like, let me in. Nope. And they just close <laughs> the, door the door and just kind of run off. You're ours now, city boy. You know, that's that's where my mind went. But like, I was pleasantly surprised with the hacking in front of everybody. You that have was a real problem up. with like like yokels and hillbillies. I do. <laughs> Yo- yokels, hillbillies, and chuds. Right? Because that's. I mean, so if we ever saw a chud wearing overalls, you're out. Yeah, chud haw. <laughs> so we we've pretty much covered all the snippets and whatnot. Now, with that being said, Genius, would you recommend the Purge TV show to people? Okay. Based on just the your first impression of the first episode. Yes, I would. I'd say, hey, check it out. It's 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 an interesting premise. Let's see where it goes. I don't want to make a f- super... F- Here's the thing. With all of the, its merits and faults, it's kind of at a tipping point right now. Okay. It can it can go really really good or really really south. Okay. Okay. And also it can go either really really campy or super super serious. I think it's gonna have a very hard time balancing 
the madness, mayhem, and then you want to still feel for these characters because we still have ten episodes to go. Nine. Nine episodes yeah. to go throughout. So that's five movies. Yeah, I mean we've got we've got a lot of development with characters that mm-hmm. we we still need to care about. Yeah, I mean we get a little bit of that with Miguel because you know he's searching for his sister. Yeah, but we don't get a lot of his backstory in, in regards to you know we know that their parents passed. We know that she kind of entered into this 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 covenant with this, this the sisters of charity, mm-hmm. if for lack of a better right. name for them, but we we don't really get a lot of him. I mean we're, he's just trying to get to his his sister. We get the very same with Jane, where she's just trying to do her job. I like Jane. I do too. I, I think I think she, her character to me right now is the most three dimensional. Okay. Yeah, she's definitely dynamic because one, you like you just said, you have the guy who's going after his sister. That's all we really know about him. Right. We don't know what really makes him tick, but we know he's an army man. He cares about kids, and he's looking for after his sister. So we know he's the hero. Jane, on the other hand, we don't know if she's the hero or the villain. That's very true. And so that's what makes her the dynamic character out of all of them. Same thing with the with the threesome couple. Yeah, the the dinner party. Yeah, well, we know the founding fathers are fucking assholes. We know they're all horrible people. <laughs> I mean, that's a foregone conclusion. But the 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 threesome couple is, is interesting. I'm more interested in the Sisters of Mercy than I am with Miguel. I am too. Because you know at they're going to... Yep. Yeah, you know at some point they're going to cross and he's going to go on his bloody rampage and whatever and that's going to be cool. But I want to see the, the, the fucking cult. I want to see what what all the shit they do. Yeah, I want to see like the stuff. I want to see what June is doing. You know. So overall, I would recommend this. I would tell people to check it out, but I would also, I I kind of want to see where this is going. Right. Don't don't run into it right now, expecting right. to see the movie, the per. Right. Because this is still building up character stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, this giving, is the first act. Yeah, right. It's it's giving us tension for the characters and kind of setting up. You know how exactly. You know how exactly things are going to pan out it's for them. Setting the scenarios. So we're going to go middle of the road with this yeah, one. I'm going to go middle not of the road. Not too excited, but definitely not. Oh man, this sucks. I need to go five point five. I mean, just like like yeah. I was somebody goes, hey, should I check it out? Yeah, check it out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm absolutely on board with yeah. you, man. I, I think we're middle of the road with this one. I think we're anticipating a lot. I think we're cautiously optimistic yeah. with what's going to happen with the other nine episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think that they've got a pretty good base right now with just giving us, you know sets of characters as opposed to trying to you know weave this whole world together um i think in the movies it was accomplished a little bit easier because we don't stop you know what i mean you don't stop until the end of there's no commercial breaks there's no like you know they got one story to tell but i will say one thing though usa or whoever shopped this around blumhouse they did an Awesome job with the little purge commercial. Yes, they like did. Like the purge emergency candles. Yes, they because did. I really Is that did, a real thing? I really did think that that was like an actual candle that I could buy, and I still haven't checked the website that they gave. I got, yeah, we still got to check that out. So, listeners, Lance, if you want one, let us know if you get one. So, like, <laughs> no, but. 1995, and act now. You can have your second one for free. Well, they said it's free. They said it's free, so I might have to be checking it out after the show. <laughs> you can have a purge candle. Right, right. No. I'm, it smells like feet and death. <laughs> it's just you light it. It's like one of those like whistling candles you put on birthday cakes. All it does is play the purge siren, and, and you can't. It's one of those ones that you can't put out. <laughs> God damn it! No, <laughs> no. But you know what? Speaking of the commercials and what they did a good job with editing. They really and the did. pacing wise. Yeah. I mean, like for, for all for having four stories 
and commercials, and they it must have been like a limited commercial thing because it seemed to flow a lot nicer than sometimes what AMC does. Yeah, and and sometimes you know AMC gets a little bit a little bit chop happy with some of their shows. Yeah. I mean we've commented on that in some of our reviews. Um, when when we get the Blu-rays and everything else of the seasons, it, it it's doesn't so much better. It's, it's not a problem. Right. I mean, I understand AMC has to pay the bills and whatnot. Right. But I think with what USA did with this one, you know, they limited the commercials, and when they did certain commercial breaks, like it was like timed you said, well. you put that you put that purge commercial in there to tr- to promote the show, but it seems like an actual commercial. In so the you're world, you're that- really not understanding. You know, all right, is this commercial? Are we back on the show? And I thought that was pretty clever the way mm-hmm. that they did that. They did it really well, and so I'm hoping that this gets legs. So yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see how the rest of the season pans out. So you're gonna go middle of the road. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go middle of the road. Definitely check this out. This does air on Tuesday evenings, nine o'clock Central Time on the USA Network. But on behalf of Genius McGee, I'm Dustin P. I'm gonna go sharpen my machete. <laughs> <laughs>